Hello, I'm your host, Jim McLean. Welcome to the latest edition of We Need to Talk About Movies, a podcast brought to you by the Bandaflix Movie Review website. Cinematic discussion with a Northern Irish accent. Now, this week we're doing something slightly different. Rather than talking about one specific movie, we're going to be talking about an array of cinematic classics as we celebrate the arrival of Martin Short and Steve Martin tier to Belfast for their show at the SSE Arena. And as we look back through those two actors' cinematic back catalogue, I'm joined by... Oh, fuck. Who booked these guys again? We're joined by the comedic delights that is The Sixth Sense. So just going from across from myself here, we have Andrew Jones-Cassidy, Stephen Barrett. Hi, Kim. Bill Taylor. Hi. And uh, Chris Cassidy, otherwise known as Kex. Hi. That's the only way I know you. Hi, Okay, guys. <laughs> Before we get into... After, that was quite sensuous, actually. That was kind of sexy. sexy voice. Hey, was, hands up on the table. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, I was working a lot in the bus on the way up. I was oh, yeah. working on two hours. Those two old people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just have to announce at this point, I might be riddled with this uh, virus everybody's talking about, so just be warned, man. Thanks. But I'm, so, I'll make sure to cough all over the equipment. So yeah, especially that microphone. Yeah, so what we can do is we can all just self-isolate together here. Yes. I couldn't think of anything worse. And we'll do it with Steve Martin and Martin Short movies. Yes, that's the way to do it. See, you brought us, you, you didn't let me go off link. <laughs> um, just before we start talking about the, the movies, guys, what have you been up to? What exciting things have been going on in your lives? Can I just say happy International Women's Day? And let's now talk about two white, white privileged males. <laughs> I, that have influenced us. How very woke! Of, <laughs> how woke of you, Jones. Well, thanks very much. I was going to make a uh, make a comment that you know here we are the five of us all talking about two white guys two, yeah. on International Women's Day. Well, you know, they're two very very white guys. Uh, you can actually see through Steve Martin. He's that white. Um, actually, I think I'm international since I live in Dublin. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. are. So if anybody's, cold. if anybody's. Uh, you know, more in touch with the people as me. Yeah, but the people keep asking you to stop touching them. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Just walking around Dublin, just reaching out and touching. You're like, you're like taking that, you're taking that Needle Diamond song far too far. I believe, I, I believe that's called grabbing where he comes from. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The who free state touch. Who made, who made a start in the way of tradition? The it's way. Uh, your favourite song is that one from the Transformers movie. You got the touch. <laughs> so Steve Martin. <laughs> but Bill, you're looking there very quiet. And that's not often the case. What's going on with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go. I'm fucking dying. Well, you've infected one person at least. I've had a cough now for about two weeks. Right. I'm pretty sure it isn't coronavirus, but it's just really annoying. Right. So if any of your listeners have any good cough remedies, I'm all for it. Like, That's your cough. I'll try anything. I think you're fucked. I think I said your last clean short on you. It better not be the last clean I think, one. I think this is it. Because I've a couple of Rick and Morty ones I want to Was wear it even clean when you put it on? 
It was clean. Right. It's a Rick and Morty one, I believe. Right, uh, I think it sums up us at the moment. Really, that turning, uh, pulling down the zip really works on an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we can see that. Yeah, I think that sums it? up, Jim. Ass is what we're at. Like, talking about a fucking cough. This is a zip going up. I'm now going down. Oh, Jesus. Well, if you're looking to know what the sex hands are up to, it's pretty much stuff like that. That's it. And more importantly, listeners, Bill didn't clarify which zip was going up and which zip was going down. That's one for the kids, anyway. So we're going to be talking about Martin Short, Steve Martin. Generally, are you fans of the two individually? You know, I can't think of that much that they've worked together other than like Father of the Bride, The Three Amigos, which we watched for the TV show, and... I have reservations from watching it, but let's not go down that route just yet. But generally, are you fans of these two guys? Sure. Uh, like, yeah. I, I, first thing I remember seeing Steve Morton in was uh, Build Shop of Horrors. Oh, um, yes. Which, that's awesome. just a fantastic like, I, I never got a chance to perform in any like, musicals on the stage in like, uh, yeah. high school or anything, but I always was like, I would love to have done that role, the, the dentist. I, just because of his performances. <laughs> Apart from, apart from Bill Murray in that show, that's the fucking the show stealer right there. So he is, are you tempted, like, we're going to get the remake soon? Are you excited about the fact yeah, that Jesus Chris Christ. Evans is going to be playing that role? What, the ginger DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That, that just There's popped a, to me. That yeah, was like, like, oh, fuck Captain America. Yeah, yeah. The minute, was like, <laughs> he, he used to be married to Billy Piper. Do you know what, oh, Bill? TFA you, Friday, mate. Do you know what, Bill? You just, He's doing well for himself. You... Just put yourself right on the age group there. Just kind of show that you're right on the pulse of youth. TFI Friday, Chris Evans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, right now, I could see Chris Evans. He kind of has, like, it's if you think about, no, if you think about it, him and Scott Pilgrim. He kind of played that, like, fucking macho, douchey character. Do you remember that? He was very good in Not Another Teen Movie. He was, actually. Yes, yeah, he that's, was, a, that's a great yeah, show. Yeah. So Although good, we're not good. here talking about... No, not at all, no. but he's got comedic gaps, <laughs> but uh, I think the remake... Obviously, everything's on, nothing's untouchable these uh, days. They're going to do Jaws. Lady Gaga, possibly, as uh, Audrey. Is mm-hmm. that rude? I am. Um, I just like this. Oh, here, yeah, we no. here, here we go. Here we go. go. Um, hang I hang in, on, listeners. Jones is going to tell us now that he was in a band. Tell the story. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That was. Um, Jim. No, uh, I was in Little Shop of Horrors, and I actually auditioned for... The role of um, what the movie? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, that yeah, old. I know. I know. Jones has an acting degree. Mm-hmm. I have an acting degree. Just jo- no Jones one. was the plant. <laughs> I couldn't I'm even hear the But um, I auditioned for that. Unfortunately, I didn't get the role. Of, Hang on. So uh, your fucking dentist. anecdote is that you you auditioned and you didn't get it. That's, no, that's, no, that's no. That's no. It? I, 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 is I that it? I was still in it. That's it. Okay. I was Mr. Bushnick. You were little red dots all over the linoleum. Um, it was actually it turned out to be a really good ro- really good role and I loved the role because in the play in the play version you shut your mouth in the play version Mr. Mushnick has an actual he gets his own song which right. is pretty sweet but just to cut back to <laughs> the thing uh, yeah I went for the dentist and raging I never got it I'd love to have played that role oh, so you need to so you probably need program. to have comedy skills. Uh, that's probably it. Yeah. And and they asked for a degree in dentistry. No but idea I, why. I, 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 call, call, I call bullshit in that statement. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> but also no, that's like, why I didn't get the role. <laughs> the other thing they can remember Steve Martin from early on would be Saturday Night Live. I remember mm-hmm. him doing like the Egyptian dance thing that he done, which apparently was brought up recently as being racist. Yeah, uh, which is absolutely fucking insane. Like it's just 
well goes like 1978 or something this is fucking hilarious but uh yeah uh, i got so it's like he wasn't a, an official cast member of saturday night live but he made that many he was like the fucking back back in the day like uh what do you call him alec baldwin mm. oh yeah like the ray Curran guy but yeah, not yeah. actually cast member that was steve morton back in the day and uh anytime he done there like obviously foxes and all that shit that he done but like he was superb like comedy timing obviously yeah. superb so I, I don't know what like i haven't researched the how he came up with it was like through stand up or anything, but like where you all going to learn your chops other than Saturday Night Live back in the day, okay. particularly back sure, in the he day. Was, he was filling fucking stadiums back in the day. He was the right. first guy Before, to do that, yeah. yeah, yeah with his was. banjo, sort of, wasn't it? Did he have banjo? Wasn't the banjo a big part of his Yeah, I think banjo he, players. Oh, was, why? He's great. records and stuff as well. He had a lot yeah. of records he brought out and stuff, like, you know. But, but he, he did. He revolutionized oh, the yeah. stand up thing. It so was him. It was like the. What's that? That old joke? How do you get Carnegie Hall and all that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's all, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he had loads of good. Wasn't he in one of the Muppet movies as well, Steve? Martin? He is amazing. He's and so good. He's a waiter, I think. Yeah. In the very first Muppet that's movie, that's the one. Yes, and he just steals the show. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the bottle top, isn't it? Yep. It's the- <laughs> yeah. It's one. It's one of my. Fa- it, do you know what? I think it's. I had forgotten about the very first Muppets movie and then I found it on Sky Cinema yeah. and I actually, for like a millisecond, was disappointed because I thought it was one of the newer ones. Then I was like, oh no, I don't remember this. And it's just at the scene, I think it's Kermit and, and Miss Piggy are having a date. They're having and a Steve, dramatic evening. And, and Steve, Steve Martin. Martin is playing the waiter and it's he brilliant. just shows off comedy chops. It's so That's good. good. You like need to watch it. If he's having folks watch it, no. it's so good. If nice. you only knew Steve Martin from the Pink Panther remake, should be very, <laughs> kind of, See, very decent. And that's the thing. There's a lot of stuff he's done. I think we've had this conversation before mm-hmm. with other people as well that they've done stuff and you think, it's like Eddie Murphy. You know, Eddie yeah. Murphy, people love it for a while was going... Well, you just do these silly kids things. Whereas mm-hmm. Steve Martin, the first thing I remember watching Steve Martin was the jerk. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and that great man with that two brains. Yes, I love the man with two brains. Seen that. But the jerk, the jerk was my. I just loved that film. It was just so. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous, but it's so. I just, I just always have that image of, of like him dancing on the porch at the end. Of yeah, <laughs> with, 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 <laughs> with the family. Well, uh, you mean I'm white? <laughs> <You know? laughs> It's when your guy gives him a lift at the at the start. It gets me. He gets. He gets. You know. He sees hitching for That's a lift. Right. The guy goes. And he goes. Bye, everybody. And he just drives into the bottom of the fence. And he's like, "Thanks very much." <laughs> And that's that's Steve. That's that's old school Steve. Martin yeah. In a nutshell, that we see yeah. this pure silliness. Like, what, what are you rating? Saying like that after his like his career kind of went lulled. I'm jumping the gun here, like, but uh, did he did he get like was he like the old bitter guy? Like, to kind of get that Chevy chases about him? Like, where he got. I don't think anyone so, can no. be as bitter as Chevy Chase. No, no, Chase. No. no, I don't think douche. so. He, I think he, he he sort of went into his music a lot more. Mm. Yeah. He seemed yeah, well, to move to stage and Broadway. Really? Uh, you know, I think both him and Martin, Martin Short has kind of, you know, forged a career away from the big screen yeah. on, on Broadway. Absolutely. I mean, any time... I've been to New York twice, and both times I've seen him on. I think it was... You got to see him live? It, no, we didn't get to see him live, but... I, sorry, I, I should rephrase. I've been Both times I've been to New York, I've seen him kind of that he's been in. Oh, right. Um, yeah. on, unfortunately, show. I haven't been able to encourage my lovely... Really? Well, then-girlfriend, now wife, to, to go see him. Stuff as well. He was he, he's done a lot of cartoons and stuff and things you wouldn't know. He does a lot of TV as well. He yeah. pops up on a lot of kind of small because if I was watching uh, I think was it How I Met Your Mother? 
and it's not I mean it's not a massive series I'm a I'm a fan of, but I just kind of popped it yeah. on and there he was in. I mean I think he's he's clearly got mortgage to pay. Yeah, I think you know, you know as a Steve pay. Martin, you've got to go got where the money's going. Yeah. But he's so funny. I mean, I, uh, especially Great. when I watched the, the live show today that's on that on Netflix. Netflix I watched the rewatch. He's hilarious. He's on it. Brilliant. He's on it. He kind of has that kind of like a Robin Williams that monarch. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's constantly yeah. on like, yeah. it. I watched last night actually because I knew it was we were coming in here today. I started watching a lot of like clips of them two together mm-hmm. on like Jimmy Kimmel and you know all the late night talk shows and they're I love how they get on together. They're mm-hmm. clearly really good friends and they rip the piss out of each other constantly. Yeah. It's just constant joke, 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 joke. It's it reminds me of how we get on. Like, yeah, but we mean it. <laughs> oh and yeah. what are you what are you saying? Like an MRL ball Yeah. Martin Short stuff I wouldn't be as familiar with as Steve Martin. I think I do remember from like was it Inner Space and Inner stuff. Inner Space, yeah. I rewatched the other night. Inner Space is superb. Yes, I, I really remember good. regular listeners and people who followed Battleflix for a while, you fools. But <laughs> one of our first events we ever did was a screening of Inner Space. And it's, it's just a film I just adore. It's great. And it's just oh, it's it's one of those few films that I think still holds up. It really does, man. When you don't have as, like, talking about, I mentioned earlier on, like, The Three Amigos, there is there is problems with The Three Amigos, <coughs> just in kind of, when you think about it. And I know you, you, as guys who are working within comedy, might have different opinions than me, but there's certain things about The Three Amigos that are, are very dated now. The kind of fact that there's nothing really there for women other than to be the damsel in distress or to fall heavily in love with the three amigos and we have just kind of very stereotypical Mexican Mexican bad guys and the badder they the badder they the badder they are the darker they are that actually goes out and she's the one that ultimately saves the yeah saves the village it's nobody else is going to do anything she takes the money and goes although she does get confused between cinema and real life it's, it's 1920s. Yeah. It's 1920s. Okay. It's quite easy to do. It's, I would think. It's just a thing we were watching, and it just kind of there was things that you're very kind of aware of, now, and I don't want to use that term woke, oh. but you are very aware of it. That I think if it was made now, um, it would be made differently. But that's not to say watching the Three Amigos. Three the stuff, women. the stuff I love about it. <laughs> The like stuff I love them. about the Three Amigos is the silly stuff. Mm. That's unashamed, like the the sing, the Dancing. the Invisible Swordsman, the singing. Bush. I love the singing, the, the the singing that they do around the campfire. All the wee yep. animals come. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the, the bluebells. The bluebells actually covered that. That's a B side mm. of. Uh, I think it's Marblehead Johnson. Oh, right? that's back from the nineties. Like uh, another one for the kids, Bill. Another one for the kids. That's the thing. Is that, I love that song. It's a beautiful tune. <laughs> the thing about Three Amigos is, yeah, you can go into all that stuff, but it's the comedy in it. It's really, really good. That's yeah. what I like. Right from the start. The, I mean, when they sing in that bar with all the, the guys, My think, Little Buttercup. The My mm. Little Buttercup, which I do every so often have that in my head quite a bit. Uh, you know, like even Chevy Chase was still funny back then. Yeah, I, I, I love Chevy Chase, so I can't. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan one. of Chevy. I don't care if people yes, say he's not, yeah, he's whatever. I yeah, think he's, he's a bit of a douche. Like, but I have to say, on that latest National Lampoon, going off topic on Chevy Chase here, but like on the latest National Lampoon's, his bit turn on that was probably the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So good. There you go. I heard they're doing a sequel. Uh, they're doing another Three one. Three Amigos, uh, the four compadres. Eddie Murphy. No. It's going to be. No, I'm only joking. It's going to be the fourth person. You know what? It was completely believable. <laughs> you were right. Well, completely you know, triplets, that. twins, yeah. you know. Exactly. I thought, why not? The four compadres. Is triplets still happening? Apparently so. Yeah. It's still like yeah, the IMDb. Still there. I think it's still sitting there as yeah. production. Or but then again, Rush Hour 4 has been sitting there for years. Well, here, nice segue. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, that's another one. One of my favourite oh. Steve Martin movies is Bowfinger. Oh, Bowfinger. Now, he steals the show, Super. to be fair, but... That was a comeback. That was kind of a comeback for, for both of them. For those Bowfinger. Still Bowfinger is brilliant. It's, it's one of my favourite films. Very good. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. Like, I know Steve Martin's kind of more like the straight-laced guy on it. That just has a shitload of problems, but like Addy Morphy's torn up as like the, the brother. The brother, the, that's the, right. The, 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 the but that. I think Steve Martin perfectly cast as oh, the yeah. straight guy yeah, yeah absolutely because he has he has like I mean we go, we go back to stuff like the Muppets he has comedy chops and he, he's very physical in kind of in how his ability to move as a, yeah. he's physical comedy yeah but when you cast him as the straight man like that's why to an extent something like not that I'm a massive fan but I know my, lo- my lovely wife is and I know there are people that are fans of it Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not my favorite film, and it's not my favorite. It wouldn't make my top no. five Steve Martin films, but it works because the fact that he's yeah. perfect as the straight man. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's the perfect one for yeah. him. He played a straight role, but it's bright. You can see him just slowly losing his mind. Just give me my fucking well, ticket. <laughs> 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 it's just, just. One of the best deliveries of a line yeah. because I, you, you're feeling his fucking pain at this stage. We've all been there, and, that, and that's what you want to say that you're one behind the counter. Yeah. Do you like to think, gentlemen, that at the end of planes, trains, and auto- automobiles, that John Candy just moves in with Steve Martin? I've always, I've mad- always thought that. I've yeah, always I mad- think so. Yeah, that's that's a nice. You always would love. I always watch that. Nice. I'd love to see what happens afterwards. Yeah. Steve, you know, like a sequel or something. Because it'd be a real, a it'd be a real bastard of like just the next day. Just kind of right, right. Well, yeah. the next day, <laughs> just after the dinner, just everyone looking at their watch and going, "Ooh, it's been oh, quite a day." I said, "Time to hit the bricks, John." <laughs> you, John, you wouldn't just fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> Steve Martin upstairs. I brought you into my house and you're washing your bags in my fucking sink in my house. <laughs> so take your shower curtains and your big fucking trunk. Get out the fuck out of my Get out the fuck. My wife's not going to diddle herself. <laughs> I remember she will. I have to say though, in that plane's train, see that scene uh, where Steve Martin's in the subway. Or he's like in the, the train going back and he starts realizing mm. that, that acting it's, there is That's great because it's fantastic. It's, Laughing, you know, it's taking us through. So yeah, he's, he's having a funny like a nice little and, conclusion. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's superbly, superbly well done, man. Oh yeah, I, I love that. That just that train sequence is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Jim, you were speaking earlier about the physical comedy, and I was rewatching um, Inner Space and Roxanne the other night. Roxanne, <laughs> you don't have to put on your red light. Um, the physical comedy from both guys in each movie is actually fucking really good. Um, especially there's one scene in Roxanne where Steve Martin is leaving your woman's house and he does the you know, the rule of three, like, you know, to try and get the comedy going. Uh, it's like he walks into the door, he trips out, going outside the door, and then he gets his jacket caught in the door. So it's like three things within... And it was probably in the script, you just leave. And yeah. he was like, let me just try something. Yeah. And he yeah. just goes, 
he fucking puts his big nose and stuff and rocks on. He like hits it, the door off the nose, then he trips and then he fucking gets his thing caught. And it was just perfectly timed. And it's just seeing all the physical comedy mm-hmm. as like it's so good. And the editing in Roxanne is unbelievable because he's doing all these flips and stuff, but it, it looks like it's actually him doing it. It's actually really well done. I just have to say the two two of the boys are fucking excellent that physical because you mentioned like oh, inner space it's, on, it's, on, it's, on, it's so good and it's on it's on Netflix it was always one of the ones when you went to the video shop I remember saying it's like what's well, Steve Martin running around with a big nose Aye, yeah. like, it's, a, it's, it's like a take it's a, like a modern take on Serrano uh, yeah, yeah. so good oh, it is it is very good the opening is that where he beats up the two guys Darlan I had a crush on Darlan after that movie Mermaids is great man or mermaids, splash, splash, splash. mermaids, merman, mermaids, mermaids was share, was share, yeah. yeah, it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Steve, Martin, no Steve Martin moment I like is uh, in Father the Bride. You're mentioning there that uh, taking the bombs out mm. in the bag mm. in the supermarket. But that's true. That's, that's a that's a marketing thing. That mm. that definitely is. Yeah. Sausages and packs of eight yeah. and rolls and packs of six. That's brilliant. His breakdown there, uh, just the way he starts losing it. Like, yeah, uh, we'd all do that. Yeah, uh, like I totally sympathise with this. I think yeah. that's the thing. Well, we're starting to turn into those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> starting to. Start, uh, yeah, starting. All right, Jim. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, not a massive Steve Martin hit that's kind of forgotten about. You never mm-hmm. said Ray Run Ryan's Parenthood. You know, I've got that written down, Parenthood. There's so much in that, though. There's absolutely so much in that. Massive kill. Such a big cast, and yeah. there's so many moments. Mm-hmm. The child in that goes, boys have a penis, and girls have an enchant, or is that something else? No, what's that? Um, so is that not your, your own children? Wacky Phoenix is That's in right. Parenthood. Yeah. That is true. That's a film I think I've seen only a handful of times. Uh, Speaking of a handful, that's one of the comedy moments when the, the power goes out at dinner, all the families around the table. <laughs> power goes out, everyone goes rummaging for the fucking okay. porch, and you just hear the buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back on. That's Steve Martin with the vibrator. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, is that the one with the blue job in the car? Yes. The wife, they're trying uh, to do the blue job in the car with Steve Martin. It's really yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he crashes the car. Crashes the car. And the cop says, "The cop, it was, the cop says, so how did this happen?" And he just turns to the wife, and says, "Show him, honey." <laughs> <laughs> and that's his time and his fucking yeah. time. Time's so amazing. good. <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah, Steve Steve Martin is perfect as the cynical bastard who just as as you said, Cax is just kind of seconds from just losing complete control. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna throw a film out that uh again, regular listeners here at the podcast will know I absolutely love. I'm gonna just see and I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say maybe one of you have maybe seen this film, maybe two. Have any of you ever seen L.A. Story? Yes. One of my favourite films of all time, my friend. High five. I love it. High five. Absolutely love it. Have you seen L.A. Story? I know. Christ, the amount of cameos in that is immense. L.A. But it's just a beautiful story. I just think it's... It's funny you said about it. I was looking to try and get it. Beautiful. I haven't seen it in years, but yes, it's one of my favourites. So, for any of you who don't know, the whole point is kind of he's get... He gets... He's able to communicate with a. There's a road sign. That's, uh, able, that's able. He's a weatherman. He's a, a weatherman, weatherman. Yeah. and he's going through a bad place, bad time, and suddenly he starts to get messages from a road sign, and things start to transpire, and it gives him advice, and it's just 
lovely. It's kind of like what you're talking about. It's very Shakespearean in yes, parts as well. But there's parts of it, like you're talking about planes, trains and automobiles. The the finale of LA Story just always gets me. <sighs> and as a film within our ranks, I always try to encourage them, kind of say, can we put a screening of this on? Yeah. And everyone else is like, no. No, nobody bar you will come, Jim. It'll be another Joe versus a volcano moment. <laughs> you did not play Joe versus the volcano. No, I really wanted to because I fucking loved Joe versus the volcano. And when I went back and rewatched it, it's like, because there's moments, Joe, when you're younger, there's moments in films that just get completely ingrained onto your brain. Yeah. And the sequence in Joe versus the volcano where the, the shipwreck and he's out at sea on all the suitcases and the moon comes up. And it's just him looking straight at the moon. And it's just, that sequence is ingrained in my head. And I love it because it's the guy that was the set designer, worked with Tim Burton. And there's a lot of that kind of visual aesthetic to it. But then, if any of you have seen it or any of you haven't remembered, they get to this island. And the island is pretty much just sponsored by Fanta. And they're obsessed with orange soda, and it all goes down. It's like Keenan the best. Yes, <laughs> orange soda. I love it. They they love orange soda, and particularly it has to be the brand Fanta that they oh, like. Right. And Very Irish, isn't it? Isn't it? No, it's not. No, no. What? I thought Fanta was like a no. It's a, is it not club? Club. Yeah, clubs and warehouse. Fanta was invented by the Nazis. That's right, God. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, Bill. Do you want to uh, tell our listeners more about this? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah, I they couldn't get coke. Right? Because of the war and stuff, there was a lot of, well, it was actually pre-war, <gasps> um, a lot of the exports and stuff that, you know, obviously they had uh, injunctions put on them, that sort of, on, in Germany, that Europe put on all these injunctions and stuff, and some of the stuff they couldn't get was the likes of coke. Mm-hmm. So Germany went, well, you know what, fuck you, we'll make our own drink. And they invented Fanta. There we go. We will make Fanta! Well, and after, obviously after the war then. <laughs> yeah. the, so we did get Fanta and Volkswagen cars. Yeah. Hugo bit. Boss as well. We got Hugo Boss. See, Hugo Boss designed the uh, the uniforms. Have oh, I made, oh, have, oh, right. oh, excuse me. You seem to know a hell of a excuse lot about Nazis. Have I made a mistake in going down the history of World War II? You know a hell of a lot about Nazis, Bill. See, what happened? The thing about <laughs> Bill seems to know a lot of it from the Nazis' point of view. <laughs> What, 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 come on now, wasn't all bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Allies, Bill? Oh, they were talking about those. You know? uh, what did they yeah. ever do? Fuck, what? Bill. I could Demons just, drinking their coke. <laughs> I could just imagine you without with the child, Bill, and you know, and say, I, I wouldn't mind some fantasy. Like, did you know the Nazis? Did you know? <laughs> or the child going, Coke, please, Dolly, you'll have fantasy. <laughs> You're a father. Go on. Like, fuck hey, up. Daddy, I nah. love Club Orange. You hey, what's that? What? What's that? There's a father house, goddammit. <laughs> you will fantasize about Fanta. Get your uniform back on. Yeah, put that Hugo Boss designed uniform back on. Yeah. You will smell lovely and you will drink Fanta. That's it. Get out into that Volkswagen Polo and shut the fuck up. I, <laughs> I knew this was going <laughs> to So Steve Martin. L.A. Story. <laughs> I I absolutely love LA story. And I'm but it's that stage where I'm worried about going back and rewatching it. I I, I picked it up. Patrick, and actually Patrick Stewart plays a really good fucking Nazi in that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, the what? restaurant. Remember the restaurant? He has to, he has to do an interview with the yeah. with Patrick Stewart first of all to see if he earns enough money to go to the restaurant. <laughs> and then I walked away with all the Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. There's so many cameos in that. 
<laughs> was that Patrick Stewart Jones or was that uh, Sean Connery? Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. We've been a bit of a mix there. Yeah, that's, what the, that's what that acting degree did. He does with his uh, degree. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. there's, uh, there's, there's Nazis in, uh, in Blues Bros as well. There is <laughs> Illinois yes, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, there's there's Nazis and uh, Sound of Music as well. Oh, yeah. And then Bob's on broomsticks. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Tudos. Or as I call it, Indiana me. Fuck up. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Well, he ruined that, didn't he? Sorry. So back, back, back Steve Martin. Yeah. Tell a story. Oh, hey, we're forgetting about Martin Short here. Mm, I was going to... Do you think it's... Because I can't think Four. of a film where really Martin Short's the leading man. And he's not Inner that. Space. Inner Space is about... That's kind of really Pretty much it. But is that Dennis Quaid? Captain Wrong. Captain Wrong. Captain Wrong. Well, I love not. Captain Wrong. Yeah. Captain Wrong. <laughs> After re-watching Inner Space the other night... I was thinking it was more Dennis Quaid, but it's actually, it's about 50. It is about 50. Martin Short does all the heavy lifting, and you're talking about physical comedy. There's sequences where he's just... The long sequence in the apartment. In the apartment, yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, I would, yeah, go 50-50. Dennis Quaid is basically stuck in that way. He'd be more of a character actor than he would be a lead man anyway. I mean, you talk about Father of the Bride. I mean, every scene that he's in, Father of the Bride, is wrong. That's yeah. yeah. absolutely incredible. He's, he's a like, scene. Ah. Both of them. He is a scene stealing actor. Yeah, he is. He'd be. And he'd be very like. It's a bit like Rick Mail and like Black Adder. He comes yeah. in as Flash out, and he goes out, and he just takes the whole scene. Stays yeah. the scene. So I had to film it. Reckon it was his that's birthday right. yesterday. So you know, that's what he's like. He's one of those actors mm. to come in and can yeah. just do that there. You know. So do you think that inner space was kind of the height of his? Like main role kind of possibly, career, I would think. Well, see, after that, there was nothing. Now that really. you mention, I mean, that was at a time when Dennis Quaid would have been quite big. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. was like a heartthrob then. Like you I, know mean, what I mean, yeah, just what they do, Dreamscape and a few mm-hmm. other big films. And, and then he kind of alien. Kinda, with alien oh yes, uh, Alien Mine. Alien Mine. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Enemy Mine. Was Enemy, Enemy Mine. Mine. Enemy Mine. Another film good, I love. Great movie. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. But uh, it was more short. Is he Canadian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because I'll, I'll keep hearing, like, even never, obviously, we didn't get this over here on our, on, on our TV, but I keep hearing through podcasts and stuff, like a Bob, Bob and Doug McKenzie or something. It's like a double act that they were up. It's meant to be. That wasn't Martin their, Short. Was it not Martin, Martin Rick, Short? No? no, that's Rick Moranis and oh, Doug man. or Dave. It's Dave. Not Super Dave Osborne or something, is it? No, Dave, somebody. So we'll just keep hearing. I'm maybe Martin One Short of our listeners will know. Was he not big on that Canadian TV? I think he was. And then you were yeah. talking earlier on. I think he did make the move to Saturday Night Live. I so was he, he in Second City? Was he I think he, I think he was in Saturday, Saturday Night Live. I'm nearly certain of that. Because yeah. I think that's... They... I was watching a thing recently. You were talking about the main on the on. I think it was Jimmy Fallon. They were because yeah. they first met on the Three Amigos. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and they found it weird. Yeah. They found it weird. Dave they Thomas. Thomas. Dave Thomas. They found oh, yeah. it weird that... They hadn't met because I think they were all on that kind of New York comedy scene. Yeah. But this was the first time they kind of properly worked together. And they've just kind of remained friends ever since. Yeah. Funnily, neither of them kind of seem to talk about Chevy Chase that much. But no, no, they don't mention Chevy in any of the interviews. I watched a lot of interviews with them too last night. And not once yes. did they mention <laughs> Chevy Chase. They showed bits and that stuff of mm-hmm. like Three Amigos. But Chevy Chase, I was watching the thing recently, it's all about Home Alone. Uh, it was at Chris Columbus. Mm. Basically, Chevy Chase was like, who's this? Mm. 
I don't know who he is. He's not directing me, is he? Sort of thing. And all of a sudden, he was really, really tough on him. So it ruined up for him. I think it was something like that. Anyway, so he can't well, I think we were talking about this. We don't think we were talking this on the TV show or a podcast, but I think he did get kicked off Community, didn't he? In the end. I, mean, I think there, he did, Was yeah. there not rumours of kind of a, a split between him and Danny Glover, possibly? And I think there might have been kind of, was there something about there's racial There's actually a really funny thing. Oh, if you ever watch uh, Dan Harmon, who mm-hmm. wrote Community, and he got fired off his own show. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a famous, I don't know if you any to watch Harmon Town, which is on, I think it's on Prime mm-hmm. at the moment. There is, he always should, plays on this podcast, the Chevy Chase voicemail, where it's just calling him a fat, useless, talented son of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. It's, and he plays it to the audience every time. Mm. It's just this sort of... Because it was a documentary about that as well. Yeah, it's, he, it's a documentary. Uh, yeah, yeah, he kind of took that on tour, didn't he? Kind of yeah, posts... It's what, fantastic. Yeah. It's really, really good. Because Community was... I mean, I loved the first couple of series. I think it was the third After the third series? Or was it the third series he was kicked off? Yeah. Or, and then, then that, there was a couple after, and it just seemed it's like someone trying to write as him. Yeah, and it, it just work. doesn't work. And then they, I think they brought him back for the final two. Mm-hmm. I think when it was back on Yahoo, because it kind of chopped and changed to yeah. kind of networks. It was, but hey, once again, we're going off on a tangent. We are. <laughs> but uh, Martin Short, I can't think. I mean, that's probably as close as you're going to get to him as a, a lead man in Inner Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Inner Space, I come back to that point. I mean, it's one of those films from that time just stands mm-hmm. the test of time it really does even the just the kind of set pieces and stuff mm-hmm. you know him and say the the cowboy new hairstyle <laughs> Josie <laughs> wins what happened to your hair <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, and then he's got the gold tooth and shit um, but yeah just everything about that I was like I was very surprised because 80s and I was like, it's actually all the set pieces and stuff mm. and the inner workings of the, like, the human body and stuff. It all looked really well. Right. And it still stood up. I was like, this is... What, what do you call the actress well. that pops up at the very start? with her? He has the dream about her and she has the gun. She's like a female. Oh, oh yes, the older lady. And I, it's the she, gun that turns into be... Turns out to be a lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. Spoilers. She's a, I can't remember her, the name of her as an actress, but I mean, she's in loads of mm-hmm. stuff. And she's another one of those kind of just actresses. Also, that, at the very start, when Dennis Quaid is doing, <coughs> doing the hippity-dippity with Meg Ryan, and then the next morning, she goes Good to get it. Bill Cosby reference there as well. Thanks. Is he in it? No. Jones just had to feel the need to bring him in. Like, you bring in Nazis and everything. Well, you know... Let's bring them all in, all the good people. Um, <laughs> there's a, the taxi driver. Someone mentioned Jimmy got... Savile at some point. <laughs> Why not? There you go. Fucking gets open now. Now then, now then, Jim. Um, there's a tax, that taxi wasn't your best driver. impression, by the way. No, that was no, a terrible I, impression. It wasn't, it was just saying words. Um, the taxi driver that picks up Meg Rand is a guy that you see in every movie. It's kind of like the lady that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like... I've seen this. Oh, like, he hasn't changed. It's your guy that's in uh, Gremlins. Same. Yes. Oh, because they made a they made a documentary about the fact that he's in everything. Yeah, it's, he's, he's looked the same for the years. The Asian guy that gets his neck broke by Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. He's been in every fifty movies, as we call him. <laughs> Al Young. He is I'm, superb. He's in everything. <laughs> yeah. In everything. But yeah, is it's it, like it's that Dick guy. something? I Dick Miller. Yes, that's the one. He's oh, in loads indeed. of stuff. Because he's friends with Joe Dante, and yes, Joe Dante, right. and Joe Dante directed Inner Space. But that's it. I like seen him, and I was like, because me and Kathy were sitting watching it, going, "That's I've seen him in everything, and yeah. it's, he's never changed. Mm-hmm. Like he's looked the same age since <laughs> any movie I've ever seen him." Which 
strangely enough, Steve Martin with his white hair has made him yes. timeless. Uh, as, uh, uh, as Martin Short says to him, you're like the... You've been look or what was it? You look seventy since you were thirty. <laughs> like, you've been looking seventy your whole life. In little shop of horrors because he has his hair dark. Uh, it's not, black. It always it gets against me. I like, like, no, no. Yeah. I always forget that he's in it, and then he just pops up, and then as as we've kind of said earlier on, he just steals the show. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. He's, even no, I love him even with that little shop of horrors, but where he jumps out of a motorbike and just. He just makes a gesture and just stops. Yeah. I love that. You That's always cool. talk about the bit where he's doing the, he's doing the dentist song yeah. and he punches the it's the left hurt by his text and north side the door. Smack, you'll be a dead. Everybody wants to go and work on a Monday and just punch the first fucker in the face. It's so good. Oh, the physical comedy. It's just yeah, Brilliant. he's very Elvis style oh, in, that, in that song. Yeah. Oh. Got the, <laughs> the moves down, like. So what? What is that? Like this whole live show? Is it just them two going head to head or taking the piss? Or is it I think it's a mix else? of having watched their stuff on Netflix. It'll just be a mix of kind of just kind of probably pre-scripted banter, a couple yeah. of skits. Like I'm kind of hoping that is it Jiminy Sk- oh, Jiminy Glick Jiminy Glick comes out. I mean, I yes, love one of his Jiminy Glick. It's very funny. Right. What exactly really is that character? I've heard he's, of him. He's like kind of a, a critic. Kind he's of. like a critic. He talks to celebrities and he kind of rips the piss out of them. Like, like on that note, did any of his, I don't know if any, any of his watched the comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Steve Martin's been on it, but I know Martin Short's been on it. I haven't seen it. I haven't and seen it's great. I mean, it's a game. I think Martin Short would, and I, th- I think it might have been UCAX mentioned earlier on. I think Martin Short would be someone that would be great to hang out with, but also terrible because I think he does feel the need to be constantly yes. on, on in that yeah. same way. But like, like Rob- Robin Williams yeah. in that yes. respect. Yeah. Just constant. we were, before we came down here this morning, um, I was looking at stuff online and I just found stuff about Martin Short that someone said one of their lasting memories of meeting Mar- Martin Short was they didn't know him, they were at a party and they walked in. he walked into the kitchen to get wine and then proceeded to do like a 10 minute sex, uh, skit for them about kind of doing Jerry Lewis style, opening up the bottle of wine and you'd just be like, just, just open the wine. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking open it. It was funny for a couple of minutes, Martin, but I really want to drink now. But I don't know. He just anytime you see him, anytime you see him, he does seem to be something that is constantly on. Like I mean, be like the fucking. It'd be like sitting in a room with Louis Spence, fucking pineapple dance Like just sit there and shut the fuck up. Stop doing the splits. It's like sitting in a room with him for fuck's sake. Christ, nobody's seen that, but Bill was pointing to Steve. <laughs> See, <laughs> point made exactly, <laughs> exactly. Point. But yeah, you imagine like you could be at a dinner party with this guy, and he'd be up on the table. Yeah, da 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 da. Top down, smack, bite down, knock it in the fucking head for five minutes. You get you don't have enough space. Shut the fuck. He's up. a wee bit like uh, what's his fucking uh, in extras, um, Lionel Blair in extras. <laughs> 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 You know what he's got? He's in the house. And he's he's going, why, 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 why are you doing that? You don't have to do it. And as Cavi says, he's got the biggest hands in show business. It's like, something wrong with them hands. They're like clown hands. He's just got this, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can fit gloves on that man. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse gloves. Yeah, with the big fucking mouth. Are you all going to the 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 Martin yeah. Short show? Oh, yeah. I'm raging. I'm not. Yeah. Any use? Yeah. But Jacks, you no, go? They're, they're, play, they're playing Dublin as well. Yeah. Uh, you need Dublin. to you need to at least watch the. Netflix I don't know. It's actually really. I've watched it twice. Now. Or, or two. 
It's very old-fashioned kind of comedy, you know. But it's still very funny. It is a throwback, but it's it's what they do, and it's what their it suits their age group. And it's but what I noticed in their interviews and even that show. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Suits their age group. Hold on. For them, for them doing that kind of show, it suits them. Would you want to? Here we go. I know you got white hair, Bill, but you're not silver. Yeah, right. You can just cut it off now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's alright. It's alright, Bill. You're close to retiring. It's alright. <laughs> like for you, Bill, I mean, are you worried about how they might translate over here? As in, because sometimes we get some comedians, particularly American stand-ups, and they are great playing to an American audience. I mean, yeah. there's a few, I think, that I think probably likes a Chris Rock and stuff. Mm. Jerry Seinfeld. Well, Jerry Seinfeld... I'd rather they do their humour than try and do our humour. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that would be my only concern if they came over here and started doing jokes about... Belfast. Here. <laughs> I mean, because that'll just fall. For me, it'll fall flat. Like a long For the rest of the fucking idiots, it'll probably hit home. Um, <laughs> but for me, it'll fall flat. I think they should. I don't think they'll well, they're, they're too well. It'll be. It'll be just. It'll. It'll just be sad anyway. It's all yeah. set. They're jokes that are kind of. I mean, if you're fun of films, stuff should be alright. I'm ex- well. One, I'm, expe- I'm expecting jokes. Trump jokes. I'm expecting oh, yeah. coronavirus jokes. Absolutely. I'm expecting that kind of the opening monologue. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. My only fear is that is, is it going to be a case of are they going to translate over to here? I think so. I think, but I think, I think you, people like you and me that are going, we kind of know what we're going. And as you say, we yeah. don't want them to be this kind of, let's try and, oh, guys would rather be here in Belfast rather than Lisburn. Lisburn's a shithole. Lisburn's yeah. a shit. Here, hold on. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this what? is a fucking dig. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I don't think they will try to tailor their show for too their niche. audience yeah. too well I, think, I think they're too well established yeah. this will be a, a proper rehearsed I, I, I would like to think there'll be a few wee fucking improv bits and mm. stuff Aye. that they'll just riff off but I think it'll be honestly I think it'll be hilarious if you're a fan of the films and stuff or any any of their uh, performances and stand up and comedy bits I think you're going to be in for a treat. To because be apart from Cax, you've all seen the Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I Netflix thing that oh, you haven't? No, oh, have you not? You waiting to? I deliberately see didn't okay. because I want to see well, the live well, thing. Yeah, I, oh, I think yeah, this is. Pretty. I mean, supposedly, I mean, when Rockman's always promised this is a whole new tour with all new different stuff. You're like you know, half the stuff you've already seen on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is like even like when we watched, I think even Amber, even Amber, who's not really big on either either of them, and um, she actually really enjoyed it as well. I think they worked off each other great, and then they had their wee moments together, or like separate and stuff. Yeah. But I also, I keep going back to watching a load of bits of them on YouTube last night. Like, as much as they're old school comedians, there was a lot of stuff that I thought that was a bit edgy. Mm-hmm. They were doing a lot of edgy kind of newer stuff that. Like even fucking millennials and shit would get, you know what I mean? It was a lot of, yeah. it was a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, they actually pushed, pushed that a wee bit. And I was like, ooh, that's that, a bit, everything's that's a bit. cyclical anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. But it was real. I was like, fucking fair play. The thing is, funny, funny is funny is funny. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's a funny show. Say, yeah. so yeah. these boys, these boys have been doing this fucking what since the seventies. Like I'd say, they'd be able to read a crowd and what's what's not going over so well if they're doing too much 
like real stuff that would uh, they only get them funny uh, jokes in America like that. Yeah. Uh, like, well, let's pull it more this I way. think it'll work. They, they don't even need to change. Watching the Netflix show, I mm. think it'll work great because yeah. it's their own, it's them, and it's, it's their audience going to say like each other. See the, the banter between the two of them just ripping the And they're singing, and it, it's, it's it's brilliant. Really good. I, but I, I, I think, as Bill says, you don't want them to show up and be. Uh, persona you don't want them to show up to be like as if they are given a performance you want to see steve martin and martin short and i think yeah. that's some of the great stand-up comedians it just feels like they have just kind of got up they've been maybe sitting kind of got out of bed a bit, a bit later and just got up and done it it yeah. doesn't feel like it's so kind of heavily stage crafted because i mean like someone like i think i've talked to you maybe on the last time we had you on i remember going to see someone like dylan moran and tommy tommy tiernan and the first time I saw him, it was like, I remember I made the mistake of watching the same, watching him twice in the same tour at two different venues. And what you thought was this yeah. spontaneous moment mm-hmm. has been something that's been refined and refined. Of course so, it is, yeah. So then you see it like, like you know, it be, two though. months down the line, you suddenly say, I was like, oh, fuck, that's that's all part of the act. Morgan and Wise did that. Yeah. I was what, I, we were funny. We do that. Couple of years, we do that. We, we do that. We'll riff. Yeah. It looks like Jesus. we riff, but we have that. <laughs> no, it's, it's all meticulously crafted. Mm. Um, and that's, it's funny, I was watching, it was a documentary we don't started. <laughs> we'd only started and I'd watch it and it was more mm-hmm. one ways and the things they do the things that you think is improv is not improv no. yeah. it's all rehearsed, rehearsed. but I think it's, it's the knack of being able to to kind of make an audience believe yep. that it's that's, off that's the top that's the beauty of it I mean that's why like Tommy Tiernan is the fucking master at it yeah, yeah this, it, you just feel like these spontaneous brainwaves yeah. it's the probably Tommy Tiernan is probably the closest I'll ever come to seeing someone like Billy Connolly live. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the only kind of thing when you you can think of someone, as I say, that you think has just had this lightning bolt moment. Mm. But then that illusion is broken when you go see the two months and he has the exact same kind of... Do you think, do you think Connolly used to go off intelligence? Do you think that was him on the night or do you think that was all part of the No, I, I, I was just the point exactly I was about to make. He doesn't. He says he doesn't write any of his stuff. He just kind of just goes and start. He's got stories and he'll add stories and elaborate the stories. <coughs> and he feels that a lot of times... It's just if it feels right, he's going to start saying it, which mm-hmm. that's makes him quite unique, I think. Yeah, you, you can't, he, he will never do yeah, it. Yeah, because I think it was Eddie Izzard last time that as well. As Eddie Izzard had said, Damn, do you write stuff down or anything? He says, No, I don't. I just I'll go out and I do it. You know, and I, yes, he'll do a lot of things over and over again, but then he, he'll, he'll go off in a different wee story. Yes. And you can see that the way he walks, see the way, well, I know he's now retired. When, when Billy Connolly was at his highest, he would have paced about. That was him thinking. It's almost like him thinking as he was walking along the stage. They call him the Jay Z of comedy. Is that what they call him? Is that what you call him? Yeah. <laughs> the Jigger Man. They. I said Jigger. Um, but Jay Z doesn't write any lyrics down ever. It's, it's not a So it's like, problem. it's not. That's what he calls himself. Um, but it's uh, Jay-Z doesn't write any lyrics down uh, it's so people can't steal his shit it's what fucking I mean, obvious what I prefer to say <laughs> what I prefer to say Jones, big fan Jay-Z let me get him down with the vernacular he just spits it there and then spits them spits them lyrics he's a spitter not rhymes. a swallower that's what I hear yeah, good old Jay-Z <laughs> here just going back to good old fucking the silver fox Jeez. himself did you just catch the Oscars this year it was just uh, obviously no host this year but 
the first out on stage was Steve Martin with Chris Rock. Yeah. And the two of them were fucking dynamite together. Oh, Obviously, it's script and stuff, but the, the, the back and forth between them was fucking excellent. Like, that was the best part of the show. Was um, MTV, like, and they're sending about a host for next year. There it is. Sir, I, why, I think what? they've Steve Martin's hosted Steve Martin's hosted yeah. and Chris Rock hosted but uh, I think they're put the time together while well, watching YouTube last night uh, another what the clip. fuck else did I you know. do last night a lot of watching of YouTube I was doing a lot of writing for the Sixth Sense Hi. so he was um, in between but, uh, fucking uh, pictures <laughs> two, two, 2013 um, Steve Martin got a, an Oscar and uh, it was the Martin Sharp doing this kind of speech mm-hmm. For Steve Martin, you should check it out. It's think it was it like an honorary, honorary kind of Oscar. You're not quite dead yet. So good, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's really good. Check it out. It's like 2013, I think it was, and um, fucking really funny. Just him rip, basically ripping the piss out of Steve. You know, he had the said in the sentence every time I was watching YouTube last night. And you think you're really informed? You just ruined it for yourself. I, yeah, you could have turned around and said, "Well, actually, you do that." Back in 2013, I was uh, at the Oscars do you think, watching him do this. Do you think, though, do you think like Steve Martin's deserving of an Oscar? Yes. Yeah. Mm. He's not, I mean, there's a few things we haven't actually mentioned, and one of them is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. Oh. I mean, he's fantastic in that. Him and Michael Caine just riff off each other. I mean, we were talking earlier about straight men. Mm. I mean, the two of them are just fantastic. Bounce it. And then Ruprecht. <laughs> I love Ruprecht. What was that one? Ruprecht. That's the, when they're trying to get the money off the, the woman. Steve Martin's sitting there eating soup with the fork, with the eye patch. <laughs> But the fork has the cork on the end of it. <laughs> and your woman says, why is there a cork? And he pulls the fork up and hits the eye patch. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just a really funny moment. When a comedian like that get an Oscar, that's the other question you would ask. Yes, they make, should do. They though. should. But oh, yeah. Because first, I think the one thing, when I was sort of studying film when I was a teenager and you get going up a bit, Bell, did a lot Bell, of reading, Bell, did a lot of f- Bell, watching stuff. Be honest, you watch it on YouTube. Oh. No, no, <laughs> there was no YouTube, no internet. But anyway, YouTube. I sort of came to the conclusion that if you were good at comedy, mm-hmm. if if you could actually do a really good comedy performance, you would outact anyone else. I, th- I personally, I do personally think that a comedy actor is possibly one of the best. In the world, well, rather than a dramatic actor, I think a comedy actor can deliver more because of the time. Because exactly. Well, I yeah, think as you as you said, Stephen, they understand timing, and I think that's why you see when you when you see comedic actors or like stand comedians moving away from comedy, outright comedy rules to dramedy rules. I mean, yeah. Steve Carell, whether you like him or not, yeah, has excelled. Yeah, in drama, in drama. one of the uh, one of the best films I ever watched, and it doesn't get uh, it doesn't get enough credit. The Razor's Edge, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Nine, it's he did it after Ghostbusters, and it's a straight role, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's all about um, it's M Somerset M Somerset Mom's. Um, it's it's a story about a guy who comes back from World War One, mm. and and basically is kind of lost and tries to find himself. And it's it's Bill Murray's first straight role, yeah, and it's absolutely fucking fantastic. 
And then you talked about... There's not many straight rules for Bill Murray. No, there's not. LA Story, Steve Martin and that, and we talked about that bit at the end, the whole fucking, Mm -hmm. you know, when everything just comes, the weather, the storm comes in and all that, the plane, all that. It's absolutely beautiful. It's just fantastic. And that's perfect acting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's stuff like that. That's, That's stuff that you remember. It's... It's not whether something's funny, but it's whether something can get an emotional response yeah, from it's me. Like That's like Cax was saying about planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. we've been talking about that for our own stuff. We've been saying yeah. we want to take people emotion. on that journey of mm. sometimes. It's, it's not just... Dick we don't want to make people vomit anymore. You want to make them cry then? We're actually, <laughs> we're actually <laughs> evolving. No, we're we're evolving. Or hang on, do you want to make them vomit then cry or cry then? Both, both all and shit. They need to shit themselves. <laughs> but that's what I mean. I mean, not the plug. We're not going to say anything about what we're working on at the moment, but we're working on something now, and it's mm. absolutely special. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear about it at some point. Okay. Yeah, and it will yeah. be all the stuff that we've been talking about. Yeah. True. We're going to surprise a lot of people. A lot of stuff Jones has got off YouTube. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, he, he took the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean a film bringing it back to Steve Martin I don't know whether any of you have, will have seen this but there was a film he did and it was kind of late noughties maybe early noughties uh, Novocaine where again where he's, yeah, playing a dent- where he's playing a dentist and it's great it's kind of this kind of murder mystery slash kind of noir mixed nuts isn't that another Steve Martin one? The Christmas so, yeah. one sort of one. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Adam Sandler and all of mm-hmm. it. And yeah. Uh, it's not a bad show. Because Novocaine, it's, not, Novocaine, it, right? it's not fantastic. Is it he, not part of the Mumblecore kind of mm, movement? No. No, it's kind of... He's back playing a dentist. Does he's he clearly, punch the assistant, though? No, he doesn't no. punch the assistant. Damn. He gets caught in the middle of a murder mystery and where he's kind of been... It's kind of that kind of classic kind of noir kind of trope where... He gets roped up with a dangerous, shady lady, and uh, she encourages him to do things, and then everything's not as as it seems. It's it's well worth a watch, I think. Okay. But then I am also the person that says you should watch Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> was this was this one after Bowfinger? Yeah, it was. That's, that's, that's the thing about like Steve Martin. There, see, he comes back with a Bowfinger, which was fucking superb, and then. What does he do? Pink Panther? No. Oh, yeah. What the fuck happened? 2006. It's like a Travolta thing. Travolta comes back with Pulp Fiction and stuff, and then he's doing makeup and stuff like that. Here, what the fuck are you Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. whoa, have any of you seen Gotti? Was it? No. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's a film like, you don't want to watch. It took me oh. five minutes now. Nope, nope. It's not Battlestar Galactica. Battlefield Nerd. Battlefield Nerd. Battlestar Galactica is brilliant. You know the fucking nerds losing their minds, Irma? I wondered why Bill was glaring at me for a second. Did not Did compute. See, Did not compute. His red eye started to twitch. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's the, the kind of sad thing about Steve Martin. He has done a lot of guff. Mm-hmm. Like Pink Panther and, you know, he didn't even learn the lesson. He went back and did the Pink Panther yeah. part two. Did oh. he? But then was it, it three of them? Or oh, two? I think there was only two. two the only, only thing worse than the Pink Panther and Pink Panther 2 was the attempt when they did The Son of the Pink Panther. Which Sweet was, Jesus. Yeah, been, uh, that's that's not a film you want to go back and revisit. <laughs> but to be honest with you, if you're trying, but that's your man that won an Oscar as well. But if you're trying to replicate someone like Peter Sellers, you're going you're gonna, to... But if, I, think that's the, I think that's the, probably the appeal. I mean, hindsight's brilliant and yeah. all that. But it's the appeal of like, you know, you could step into Peter Sellers' shoes and I don't, do that. But did you like, not? No. Did you not think when that did come out? I went. 
<laughs> this is gonna be shit. Was my first Sergeant reaction. Belko. Sergeant Belko. Yes. Oh no! I went oh, to see I'm Sergeant sorry. Belko in the cinema. No, oh, he did not. Dude. Did you get your money back? No, I didn't get my money <laughs> I back. I fell asleep during that. I was just like, no. You can't replicate the magic yeah. of Phil Silvers. Good lord. Again, that's, that's what I mean. It's but it's like all them, like, uh, and I was kind of going off topic, but it's all them things like the fucking Three Stooges movie and this and that. There's yeah. only a matter of time for the Marx ah. Brothers movie and stuff. Like yeah. that. that Three Stooges film wasn't bad, though. It wasn't great. To be fair. I thought it was actually yeah. quite respectful. Was that little motherfucker from Will and Grace or something? Yeah. Get the fuck. You, your your, your opinion doesn't count. You like that fucking Holmes one with fucking Will Ferrell. Holmes and Watson. My God, that's brilliant. H and W. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking, is that the thing where Will Ferrell sells everything about the home? Were you talking about? He's like, no, it's Holmes and Watson. He's like, no, Bill, you've you've lost your point. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he, all right. he said he didn't mind the Ghostbusters 2016, which I don't think even exists. Stay more than that. Oh, let's, let's, right. let's not go he, down he the conversation. the white ghost. <laughs> let's not go into Ghostbusters conversation. No, no, we'll not, we'll not touch it. That's a story for another day. I'll, I'll start fights and everything. There's no Nazis in that. No, no, no. Or if you look Damn at, it. if you freeze frame in one scene, there's one Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Spot the Nazi. That's what Bill's going to start a website. Just... <laughs> It's like, what is that web? Knocked up. What's uh, knocked up? (laughs) Knocked up with it. It's like, there's Bush, there's Bush. And like, there's Nazi, there's Nazi. (laughs) Tits and Nazi. (laughs) There's Phil Reich. Phil Reich. Are we then maybe being too hard on Steve Martin? Because is it a case that, you know, Hollywood producers know his only weakness, money? Yeah. Well, bills have to be paid. Yeah. I think we covered that earlier. Like, yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> Eddie Murphy went down the same route. Yeah. You know, like he disappeared. He didn't yeah. disappear. He was still there, but making pretty bad family movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Haunted Mansion. Meet Dave. Pluto Nash. Or, Pluto Nash, I really like. Oh, I think that's a good show. Pluto Nash, a film that Eddie Pluto Murphy Gash. Would, He wouldn't even Pluto promote. Nash. Yeah. <laughs> What's the babysitting one? I don't know. How Daddy Daycare? No, Daddy Daycare. Daddy Daycare is hilarious. But I would say as well, if someone came up to us and says, hey lads, we're going to give this, this is total fucking fantasy work. We're going to give you a million quid to fucking remake, give my head piece. Oh. I'd be singing, well, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brilliant impression of that. <laughs> pretty good, but, but Stephen, the key thing there is that you're talking about something that that was. You're making it right to give my headpiece was good in the first place. <laughs> you might, bring, you might, you might, you might, you, you might bring something kind of. I can't think of anything else. From- <laughs> Ooh. If they asked me to dress in a girl's school uniform and be dairy girls, yeah, whip it straight out of his pocket. You call me Michelle Malin in an instant. Well, now. <laughs> There you go. That's the point. Is like you can't sit. And <coughs> it's well, easy for us to go. Yeah. Oh God! But you, it's you, high, again. So it's it's yeah. the thing. I mean, that's that's how Hollywood works. Somebody yeah. somebody somewhere has an it's, idea. Somebody thinks it's brilliant. Somebody else backs it. Yeah. How do you know what's going to win? What's going to lose? You know. Yeah, Ultimately, exactly. you can't really tell. Yeah. Nobody sets out to make a shit film. That's true. Well, if you so, if you're putting down like either the 
Steve Martin or short hair, like as the legacy of their career, what would you think is like, right? Well, that's what he's You've almost preempted my last question. Oh, yes. that's yeah. okay. No, you're okay. Apologies. Also, it's just what I was thinking there, like, because, like, you wouldn't want him to be going out on, on the fucking down the shield of the Pink Panther. Like, <laughs> I don't think he ever would. I mean, I remember no. it. It's, it's the jerk and it's yeah. stuff like that. Both Man with two brains. It's, and it's. It, it is, yeah. It's the, the man like with the two cameos. brains we haven't really talked that no. much about. I mean, no. it is super. I mean, again, there's sequences in that about it's not a masterclass of it's physical, physical comedy. comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. Who voices the brain? Oh, is it not Victoria Tat? No, Victoria Tennant's the. Is it not Kim Basinger or someone like that? No, I, it'll come to me. Was it, is it somebody famous? Yeah. Uh, is it Shirley MacLaine? It's not Lily Tomlin, it's Lily Tomlin, yeah. isn't it? If yeah, only we had a device that could figure this out. Or an app. So I got it, you don't need Stephen, a device, you got me. Yeah, well, Stephen's right, yeah. Stephen's Lily right. Tomlin, yeah. Another a lady with comedy so chops. Good. Comedy yeah. chops. So good. Who is uh, apparently a fucking quite the viper behind the scenes. When fucking, you ever see her, uh, there's like footage of her losing her shit on sets. Really? Mm, she's not to be fucked with that one, but. There you go. Mm. Quite right. Right, there's a scene. If you like, I was again going off tangent, but if you ever look up on YouTube, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. There's a scene where. What about Vimeo? You know, I wanted to look stuff up. (laughs) There's other, there is other places. Mm -hmm. Daily Motion. Uh, No, there's horror. It's horror in a in a car with Dustin Hoffman, and there she's waiting on a setup, and she's fucking losing it. Name Dustin Hoffman's going, "Will you calm down?" Like, and she's like, "Shut the fuck up." He's even putting him in his Mm -hmm. place. Not to be fucked with, Lily Tomlin. It's like kind of scream before the action. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of your mama, son. <laughs> Let me go nuts until yeah. action. Okay, everything's That's calm. That's what I'm just saying. Either Morton or fucking uh, short pop up on like a friend or fucking anything like that or like one of these... Like you get your like Billy Crystal and fucking oh, thing, um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Williams. I love their, them. I love them. I'd say that's probably a lot. Brilliant. I don't brilliant. think they did. I can't remember. Although they, they probably uh, not together. Not together. No, anyway. but they, I, they weren't Martin friends. Short's done a lot. Of, no, Martin Short's done a lot of. He does like, a lot cameos, of cameos. Yeah, yeah. in loads of sh- different shows, like mm. more mm. so than Steve Martin. He's the Santa the Claus like, part three. Or something. Oh. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Then. Jack no. Frost was it? Jack Frost, they're in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jack Frost. Okay. See, that's cold. Going back to it's cold. Is that his legacy? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if we're talking about legacies, obviously the two of them, three amigos. Yeah, that's, that is the one. Yeah, that's the one. I think you mean four compadres. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> this, Joe, this sounds like Jones. This sounds like, and again, apologies, regular listeners. You'll know about this. Um, this sounds like something like what I did when I was younger with Ghostbusters Two, where my grandmother had a cassette player that you could would record the noise, would record you if you had record, wouldn't just record from tape to tape. It would record the no- noise in the room. So what I famously did was. I put it up right beside the TV, put on Ghostbusters 2, and turned myself into the fifth Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie here. Like, I, I could Did t- you nail it? <laughs> well, do you know what it was? I think all my character basically was based on a terrible New York accent uh, and just Bill Murray lines from Ghostbusters Part 1. Oh, that nice. was That was kind of it. Like, the eight-year-old, the kind of ten-year-old me didn't really go for originality. So what it's... <laughs> But what I'm thinking, Jones, is maybe did you do that and add yourself into the three amigos? He's doing it right now. <laughs> Tell him about Magic Ian. Tell him about Magic Ian. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I, I would imagine you doing the Jones with a bit of a Mexican accent. Me and you, are we not doing the fourth Ghostbusters together? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to stop him. Of course we are. Yeah. No, that's that's the thing. I would love to find those cassettes. Part of me does and oh, doesn't, wow. but I would I would then make my mum or my dad if we were in the car put on like they'd be listening to the radio, whatever was on. Dad was probably listening to radio was just like put the cassette on, and it would just be the movie <laughs> Ghostbusters over like two cassettes, and it would be, every so often would be me kind of like bumping in like with a line like yeah, good one, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, the only the only bit I remember. The only bit I remember Jesus ever Christ. doing is like this is this podcast is therapy for me, all right? Let's be working my, my youth, right? I remember vividly. There's a line in Ghostbusters one where Bill Murray kind of goes something good for heaven's sake, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know in Ghostbusters two when they're they've just kind of tried to take down the, the slime in the front of the museum and they're all yep. like, we need a symbol, something that's st-, and they're all kind of looking and yeah. the camera focuses in on the the. Statue of Liberty on the Ecto One, and I just have this vivid memory of me using that line from Ghostbusters <laughs> One. It works perfectly, and it's like something good for heaven's sake. Do you know what it is, Jim? I actually now have picked it up. I've picked it up. all standing outside. In fact, you see the four of those guys, right? And they're all looking at it, and then you go, and then you just hear this from the says something good, and they all just turn around going, "Fuck off, fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> fuck up, you each other." Yeah, imagine Jim's mom and Dan carrying and playing the tape and they're just looking at each other like, uh, do you want to go to Tullymore Forest to this one? <laughs> <laughs> just looking at each other going, we fucking made yeah, that. Yeah, I just, just lost the Or they're looking at each other like, okay, we open the door and tuck and roll. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, just they were always like, oh, the cassette got ruined again. Oh, <laughs> I don't worry, Mum, I've got another one. Oh, cassette, cassette player's broke. Who can ban him cassettes? I know. Oh, it was a three-pack for Christmas. <laughs> Fuck! But the best of it was, it because it's, like, it's like 70 minutes was most you could record over two oh, sides right. of cassettes. Yeah. It had to be two cassettes. So the worst part was, was when you had to rewind, this is one for the kids. It's like an you Amiga could, You could get 120s. You could get 120s, mate. You could get 120s, mate. You know, if, but even, I don't even think, I don't even oh, think 120 would have got it because I think Ghostbusters is, ju- is just it over two, just over two. So you'd have got maybe like three minutes. You don't need the credits. Ah, you you reading the credits? <laughs> <laughs> who's the best boy? Who's best grip? Oh, who's the gaffer? What was your car- what was your character? Uh, what was your Ghostbuster I can't name? Remember? I genuinely can't. Come on, Jim. Come on. I can't. I name and shame. I don't, cause Spell it. Do you know what? Because there's no point where they turn around and ask me. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> that comes into my point of the forum standing there and you doing that. Like, what the fuck is this? Who's this guy? Jim Zanimore. It's like even Rick Moranis when he dresses up as a Ghostbuster is more credence than you. <laughs> so you were like Incredible. Yeah. The Incredibles. He was incredible. Boy. Incredible. Boy. Yeah, he was Ghostbuster Boy. He was Ghostbuster Boy. Yeah. You just imagine there was the mascot. Like I said, Ghostbusters old folks are just saying Jim's shoulder coming in. Gee, Mr. Bankman, this is such a pickle. As I say, I would love to find it. I would love to find it. I think we had all like this. We want this. For the love of God, man. Just make that a podcast episode on its own, man. Just play that shit. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I don't know how or what. I don't know at what point made me kind of realize that was what I was going to do. Or I, I just have this vivid memory of my grandmother had a huge big TV. Yeah. Did you like, do it with other films? 
No. Just Ghostbusters. Like I aliens? Did you I do with the aliens? How many texts did you do? Ian Tappan Ghostbusters, man. He's not tapping it. Done, but he's like... I think, do you know what it was? It was... It was honestly at the start I was obs- I mean I was as a youngster properly obsessed with Ghostbusters mm. and I remember at, at, it was the stage where because I had a Walkman and we'd be going up in the car up to our caravan which uh, would be about an hour and a half journey and at the start it was like I think I requ- now, this is me possibly putting kind of my kind of logic now as a supposed adult I think I was just recording the film <laughs> just yeah. to listen to it. That was that. Like, it's like, I, it's like oh. I just need to listen I need, to I need the Ghostbusters. You didn't run around with like a fucking Hoover strapped to your back and it was a proton. No, I, <laughs> I know a guy did do that. I, you? Yeah. I, do, no. I do remember uh, setting up kind of a company called Bee Busters. You know, if you were if you had problems with bees, would a cut bees for you? <laughs> Bee busters, that's pretty cool. Like that's cat, actually not bad. Yeah, like cactus. Quite looking at me going like, going, this is something you did like last month." It's like, no, I assure you. No project. I was at least twenty. I was twenty or twenty-one. But frowned upon these days, man. But I had like a wee coat and all, and I'd got like a wee label that had, like a wee bee with the Ghostbusters oh, thing, and I had just, it wasn't like sewn on or anything. It was just kind of stuck on. Blue tagged on. <laughs> oh, Jesus but, but that's how I only way I can. Re- it's the only way I can think of it. I must have made a noise or something, or it mu- I must have realized. Oh, this makes this also is recording kind of. Which, oh, it can record me into this, and then it just kind of descended into that. But the fatal flaw is at no point did any of the Ghostbusters ask me a question. I'm, as you can <laughs> see, I'm just that guy that just kind of stands in this like, yeah. I'll just I'll just mutter in interjections that were mostly based on Bill Murray awesome. comments from the first one. I will find it from somewhere. Um, yes, I just need to find because unfortunately the cassettes aren't. It's not something you come across often. Now. Either that, or I'll just go back and re-record it. Oh yes, I'll do it now. I think it should be a modern version, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll all have different Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, Steve right. Martin, Martin Steve. Short. Oh, love it. Right, we're going to bring Martin Short. We're going to bring things to a close. Mm. So I'll I'll start this pod. I'll finish this pod kind of in a similar vein to how we started. Kind of, if I could ask you to pick one film, either of the two individually or just one film that features either of them either Martin Short or Steve Martin that you would say listeners seek it out if you've never seen it watch it and I I'll... go um, Little Shop of Horrors love it still fucking love it I'm, I'm still, still going to be the jerk is my mm-hmm. go to movie um, I will go LA Story just for Thank Steve you, Martin on his own but if you want the two of them uh, Father of the Bride it's mm-hmm. actually a very good um, good one with the two and, uh, for Steve Martin I'll go Bowfinger just yeah. brilliant what a way to come back absolutely superb I think it's a hugely underrated movie and as for Martin Short I can't think anything else other than the inner space that's made an impression on him so yeah. I gotta, yeah. gotta go inner space I guess it's all good guys but you know I'm going to pick Pink Panther too if I you know want to if I want a bit of fun I know where I'll go for the Pink Panther Uh, it'll be Peter Sellers Uh, (laughs) no uh, I I can't go wrong with Inner Space Uh, LA Story it's just something that's always stuck with me I don't think it's his funniest performance if just to throw something it's you guys haven't mentioned, now. yeah, Maybe. just if I just to throw one film that you hadn't mentioned, uh, I would just throw in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just for, that'd be close second for me there for sure. Just for that sequence in the car, 
with yeah. John Candy, and he just Steve Martin just looks round, and it's John Candy dressed as the, the devil. devil. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still, no matter how many times, no matter what mood I'm in. That sequence makes me <laughs> fucking laugh. You're driving the wrong I love way. that. I love that. that yeah. yeah, drinky, drinky. How the hell does he know where we're going? First, <laughs> <laughs> I look at Steve Martin's face when he comes out and sees your man's baggage on the ground outside the hotel. He's like, fuck, your man's here. Like, also, oh, brilliant one. Can't make because it that. Netflix, that's, that's right. Can't across the road, but. Mm. Check out Roxanne on Netflix. Everybody's I didn't realise it was on Netflix, so yeah. I will it's actually... Judging by what you used to, gentlemen, talk about England on a secret that LA story. Yeah, I said it years and years ago, I'm going to have to fucking watch that one. So, don't, yeah. Just don't go in expecting kind of a, a comedy fair. It's yeah. it's kind yeah. of that term I hate, like dramedy. Ugh. It's that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's he's playing the straight guy. Mm. And it just so happens it's there's moments of comedy. But it's LA and it's fucking. But I like that. That's I'll hunt that one down for sure. And it's just the <coughs> sign. There's something about that this this idea that he's there. This kind of from memory, this is lowest point, and it's just this sign kind of pops up with this little message, and then it's just, yes, and then it just kind of like it keeps <laughs> kind of come back. Uh, it's just a brilliant film, and if our any of our listeners haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. So, on that note, thank you very much to the gentleman from the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Uh, this is the second outing on the podcast. I think this is Cax's first. first so, we'll hopefully have you back on again to complete Sorry. the trilogy the next yeah. time when we'll Eddie just... Murphy comes to Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll lose Cax again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll do it if Bill Cosby comes to town, but let's not go there. Oh, uh, you wouldn't know if he had. <laughs> He's already been. On that note, thank you very much. We'll be back next week, but for now, until then, goodbye.